You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. Hey, here we are. Well, today, folks, I have one of those kind of guests that are fun to interview, but difficult to prepare for. Now, let me explain. You see, when I have a, a one-dimensional guest, it's it's super easy. I just read their book or I review the bio on their website, uh, come up with a list of burning questions I have, and, and we're ready to go. But what do you do when your guest is a social media manager, a self-proclaimed queen of goofiness? a proclaimed by others to be the subway queen. We'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, a host of multiple shows like the women that shred show or the rock the boat show, a podcast where kids are the guests and she works in the mortgage business. I could do a whole interview on each one of those things, like six episodes, but we're going to try to cram it into one today. Well, <laughs> Raquel Boris is all of those things and so much more. She joins me now from San Diego, California, home of the gas lamp district. I don't know if it's still cool, but it was cool 20 years ago when I went. <laughs> Welcome, Raquel Boris. Thank you, Mark. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I guess I am kind of all over the place. <laughs> that's that's, all, that's a good thing. So you understand my difficulty. It's hard to fit you in a, in yeah. a box. But, uh, but so I guess here is as good of a place to start as any you crash into a subway restaurant one month after getting your license my questions are these did you eventually get your italian sub and do you still listen to color me bad i can agree with you on one of those topics not so much on the other italian, know, sub italian subs are great but yeah i'm surprised that no one commented when i posted on my linkedin and instagram today no one commented about that i crashed because i was listening to color me bad <laughs> I thought I was going to get one of those, but I did not. Um, yes. So what happened was over the weekend, I discovered that MTV has an MTV Classics Hour where they have old school like videos back in the day. I mean, I'm an 80s you know, chick. I was born in 75. So that's like my prime years was MTV. And Color Me Bad All for One came on. So I did an Instagram story and I was like, hey, by the way, this is the song I was listening to when I crashed into a Subway sandwich shop when I was 16. So, of course, everybody's DMing me like, what, what? So I was like, all right, I got to do it. I got to do a video about it today. So I did the video and uh, no, I did not get my spicy Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was sandwich. starving, by the way. So I ended up miserable and starving that day. Mm. Um, and yeah, I do not still listen to culinary bad. I do not. Okay. No. Well, that's a good thing. Man. You've, <laughs> you've evolved. You've progressed. Then. I, I, I've evolved maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you, you can be quite down to earth as well and real. And that's really one of the reasons as well. I, I wanted to have you on the show. <clears throat> you also posted recently about a humbling moment at the airport, yes. noticing a woman who was distraught, who had recently mm -hmm. lost her mother uh, and just being there to listen with the ultimate message to, to those who saw the post to save space for others that you you really don't know what's going on in someone else's life. Yes. Um, there's that juxtaposed with another post that looked like karate Jenga or something. <laughs> with so, Luke Matthews. <laughs> yes. So what my question is what 
what motivates you? What what inspires you? What's your message to the world? I know that's hard to just put in a nutshell, but you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually trying to figure that out myself just because I realized that I do have a lot of stories. I have a lot of experiences and being on social media, that's how you connect. And that's how people resonate with you is when you share those experiences and stories. And I just have so many and they're kind of all over the place. So for me, it's more about in the moment. So for instance, with the whole airport situation, you know, there's a lot of instances like that, I'll be honest, like I, there's a lot that still happens and I don't talk about it mm-hmm. because a lot of times I feel like it might come across as self-serving, you know, cause what happened was, is after I posted that video about the woman I had met, you know, obviously a lot of people were complimenting me like, wow, you're such a great person. And this is, you know, and, and that part I, I received that, but at the same time, like, that's not why I do it. Right. So then, but in that moment, I would sometimes you have to kind of over realize that at the end of the day, if you're like impacting somebody like to do something good or you're inspiring someone to do something good, then it's worth it. If you feel like you're being vain or self-serving, because a lot of times you're not right. <laughs> right? And it comes to, and I, luckily I had a friend of mine who saw my video and he actually called me and he's a recovering alcoholic. Cause part of the video was the fact that she was a recovering alcoholic and recovering drug addict. And she had a non-alcoholic beer. Right. And he would call me and he's like, Raquel, I just want you to know that I don't think you realize that like you saved that woman's life in that moment, because the fact that she was, she had a non-alcoholic beer means that already she was kind of like, thinking you know, about it. that right. Was yeah. thinking about it. And so we had this long conversation and he was just like, just know that you were an angel to her that day. And so a lot of times when I have friends that call me and kind of give me those stories or say, you know, kind of like validating what I did, then then it feels good. But it is hard sometimes. So there is a lot that I don't share yeah. for that reason, um, because I am that person that go like I buy people coffee all the time. At, you know, Starbucks, um, I bought a guy a drink at Denver because you could tell he had been working all day, had like very blue collar with his, you know, uniform came in just like long day. He just wanted a beer. And when he went to the hotel bar, you could tell that just the amount of that they were charging him was going to be a lot for him. Right? right. Like, you know, probably most of like, you know, what he was getting paid for an hour. And and in that moment, I was just like, you know what, if I can afford to buy his drink, I'm going to do it. And yeah. I just was like, I got it. I put it on my tab. He said, you know, thank you. I was like, you're welcome. And that was it. And it was like, and that's kind of like how th- I go throughout my day. Yeah. But I don't really share that because then, yeah, I don't want it to be like, oh, you know. Yeah. Like- <laughs> same here. Yeah. I, same here. I, uh, I actually don't share too much about uh, what's going on personally for me, even though I have moments like that, too. So I'm glad you do go ahead and post those moments because it really has a bigger impact on people. The, the your uh, hospitality, your nice gesture towards the woman who's going through a hard time or when you buy somebody a coffee you are I try try, but I balance it too because that's the thing is you know I'm also a really just kind of crazy fun person so the Jenga you know (laughs) well uh, Luke had dared well I said I I bet you I'm like I should just knock this down with my heel and he goes I dare you I'm like well there you go you just dared (laughs) and I do yoga so I know I have really uh, kick-ass balancing skills (laughs) So I was very confident in my ability to be able to do that and not fall on my face. <laughs> yes, you you succeeded. I saw it. <laughs> I um, did, yeah. 
you remind me you, you're you're an inspiration to me too. the the kindness gesture stuff and the karate jenga stuff you remind me of michael ray i, I think you know him personally or you've met him maybe yeah, he's like he's like my brother he's a he's my brother from another mother actually i've already i've been in his home wow. i've met um his fiance his kids there i'm auntie rocky maddie <laughs> yeah so no we're we used to FaceTime almost every single day before I moved. And then with the time difference and we both have full-time jobs, it's, yep. you know, we don't talk as much, but he, he's, he's family. Yeah. He's awesome. I had him on the show about a year ago. Um, okay. My question, since you and Michael Ray are both smiley people. Yeah. Do you ever not feel like smiling? I mean, of course, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I mean, actually, that's what's so cool about having a connection and a friendship with someone who is like you, where we are kind of those people that people rely on making them smile. And yeah. we have our moments. And Michael has called me many a times and cries to me because he knows I get it where he's not. It's it's one of those things where a lot of times we also feel badly if we don't if we're not happy all the time or right. if we are miserable in that moment. It's like, well, you know, who are we to be upset about this or that or, or complain. And um, so it's important to have people in our lives that get it, mm -hmm. um, that are just once again, holding space for someone that yeah. needs to just talk, and then we're fine, right? Like, yeah. sometimes you just got to get it out of your system and then move it on. And that's kind of how I am. And that's how Michael is too. Yeah. But yeah, we have our moments for sure. Um I'm yeah, much better about getting out of those moments where before back in the day, I mean, I, that's part of my story too, is having a, you know, suffered with clinical depression and having tried to take my, you know, I tried to take my life when I was in college. So I've been in the darkest moments, Michael Ray, same thing. He's been at the lowest where he was ready to kind of do something. And yeah, I've been through tough times as well. And, but when you are a kind of jovial happy, usually smiley, jokey person, it almost sets the bar higher for people who know you. Cause like when I'm not feeling that, like, they're like, what's wrong? You know, they're so worried exactly. about me. And I'm like, yeah. I just like you, I get sad or I get, you know, I'm, uh, I get a little down every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll be back. Don't, you know, but it's almost like they freak out. <laughs> they do. And that's what happened to me. It was last month. I was at the gas station. Same thing. I'm very much in the moment. And I, uh, was talking about how, cause I was in a baseball cap, no makeup on. I hadn't showered like that morning. I just rolled out of bed and forced myself out of bed to go into the office. Luckily I have a, an office where they don't care. I like come in and look like, um, but, um, I was at the gas station and in that moment, I just turned on the video and I was just saying like, Hey, I'm kind of having one of those moments. Um, like I'm okay. And I said that I'm like, I'm fine. I'm okay. But you know, I'm dealing through a lot of like heaviness right now. And there was a lot of stuff, stuff that was happening. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like it's important to share those because like you said, I'm not hundred percent all the time, basically 90%, but then there's that 10%. And a lot of times in that 10%, I do want to share because once again, I don't want it to come across that like we have these perfect lives and we're always happy because then that what that happens is it sets an ex expectation too yeah. for other people and it gets them to compare themselves with others like, oh, she has no problem and she's, you know, has the perfect life and that's not the case. Um, it's just how I deal with it. And so I think that's why I talk about it and kind of yeah. like, Hey, it's like, I'm sharing it with all of you. So you know that like I'm going through something, but I'm going to be okay. 
and it's okay not to be okay. And you know, those yeah, types. absolutely. I, I, uh, I'm a fan of like late night talk shows. Okay. I've watched I've watched him all my life. I've been to the Letterman show back when he was when he was doing it. Oh, wow. And uh but I I used to think about I used to think like oh I'd love to do that. You know, that's yeah. my ideal job. But actually when I thought about the reality of like you got to do that you've got to every day be on your game. And I'm like I don't know if I could. You know, I'm not every day you know, wanting to tell jokes. Right? Yeah. That's why these comedians, like a lot of these really, really well-known comedians, they, you know, behind closed doors, yeah. it's like, there's a struggle there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, you know, when I post that video, it was amazing how many people reached out to me and I appreciate it. You know, like I really do appreciate when people still are checking in on me, but um, at the same time, I'm like, I said in my video that I was okay and not to worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess that just, you know, people still well, won't listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's I found that to be the case as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, tell us. Well, let's talk about your shows. Tell us about Rock the Boat. Uh, I love it. Uh, why kids? And let me let me tell you one thing first. I have to share yeah. with you that I and one reason I love the show and why I really relate to your style. Mm-hmm. I used to teach kids as well. I used to uh, teach English here in, in Japan and in Korea. Okay. I did earlier. And I think one and I've been around kids in America. And I think one thing is that we do similarly is that I don't talk down to kids mm-hmm. and you, you don't either. And I mean, the subject matter might still be kid stuff, but you know, I, I can remember when I was four years old and like getting sort of annoyed with my mom and I wasn't able to articulate it cause I was four, but I could yeah. tell that she was talking to my brother who's five years older than me with a more serious or adult-like tone. Yeah. And she was talking to me like, well, you know, what, you know, what's your favorite color? Like with that high-pitched voice. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I wanted to respond, it's blue, but I, sometimes I like green. You know, I, I was like, yeah. you know, I could be in the cereal aisle and I like, you know, picking a cereal based on the prize that's on the back end that comes with the cereal. But I still want to yeah. debate it like I'm the CEO debating <laughs> mergers and acquisitions. We could go with the Cocoa Pebbles for the maze on the back, but that's the one and done. Let's go with the uh, Captain Crunch for the, you know. So yeah. that's my point is that you you talk to kids like they're on your level, even if you're talking about kids stuff. Why did you start a, a podcast with kids? And what what's the most significant life lesson you've ever learned from a kid? Um, so it all started during COVID. And it's because I was doing a lot of podcasts, a lot of lives, you know, everybody was home. And I happen to already have um, a presence on LinkedIn. And a lot of people wanted to hear about my mental health journey. And they wanted to hear about personal branding. So like, that's what I was talking about. And everybody kept telling me like, you should host your own show. Like you're everybody's guest. Like, why don't you have your own show? And I thought, I would love to do that. I was like, but I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I think that when it comes to adults, they're very self-serving, self-absorbed. It's all about them. They want to promote whatever they're doing. And I'm like, I'm over that. Like, I, that's not what I want to do. Like, that's what everybody's doing. And I've just always loved kids. And it was just one day I had this like download. I actually had gotten, had gone on a call with an energy healer. And it was on a Friday and this energy healer at the end wore me. He's like, Hey, we just opened up a ton of like doors and, you know, we kind of, um, unclogged a lot of things in your energy. So don't be surprised if like things come at you because now you're like more open to receiving. Yeah. And so I was like, whatever, you know, okay. (laughs) Not realizing what he meant and come Tuesday, 
that day I was like, it all just came to me. I was like, it's going to be called rock the boat because of my nickname, rock Rocky. Mm -hmm. And I've always, you know, a lot of my depression came from the fact that I was trying to be perfect. I didn't want to rock rock the boat. I had to be, you know, this like particular person, this goody goody. And so I was like, no, I'm going to rock the boat now, but I'm going to rock the boat with kids. And then my tagline came to me too, where it was creating waves through candid conversations with our youth. I'm like, and that's what I want to do. I want to create like these, create something. And I was like, and I wanted to do it in the most basic form. I knew that because I wanted to be like super raw and real and everybody was on zoom. So I was like, I think I'm just going to like hit record and see where conversations go with these kids. (laughs) I said, because if you think about it, they're already really struggling because of social media. And then you add on the fact that they're not at school. So they're socially isolated. I was like, those like they're our future. We need to figure out what the hell's going on with them because they're the ones that truly matter right now. Like so many adults and parents are kind of like so stressed about their own stuff. I was like, yeah, but we have to be able to give um, these kids like an outlet or let them feel seen, heard, you know, like understood all of those things. And that's how it started. And, you know, you say, what's the biggest lesson, you know, what the biggest lesson is, is just listen. Yeah. <laughs> like that's... we're not listening. We're re- and, and it's not active listening and it's active listening in a way where they taught me a lot as a mother. I have a 22 year old and a 19 year old. Oh, wow. okay. And I have changed my parenting a lot through rock the bow. Cause what was happening was, as I realized that with my own kids, they would tell me stuff. I'd listen, but I'd be quick to chime in. I'd be quick to like, you know, be like, you should do this. Or I used to do this and make it about myself. Or I would think that like, I'd have to impose all this like amazing wisdom on them and insight. (laughs) And I realized that at the end of the day, they just want you to listen, period. Like no judgment, no nothing. And I changed that with my kids and my relationship is so much better because of it. Like I was like, I'm giving these kids my attention, my energy, you know, I'm asking questions, all of these things, and I'm not doing it to my own kids, then I'm essentially a hypocrite because I'm trying to kind of do this and set an example. So, I mean, I, I like to lead by example. I'm that type of person where I don't want to just talk the talk. I want to walk the walk. Nice. So for me, I was like, I have to myself, like pay attention yeah. to what they're giving me and what, what lessons, you know, I'm taking from this and implementing them in my own life with my oh, own yeah. kids. You're, you're brilliant at it on, uh, on rock the boat for sure. And I love it. Like, I honestly, I want to figure out, like, that's the thing too, is that, you know, nobody's these kids, they don't want to get on zoom anymore. You know, they're back to with their friends and outside and real life. And so I have to figure out a way to maybe do it more like in real time with them oh, next yeah. to me or in it. So yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. Obviously I have like a nine to five job, everything. So it's um, I have to be kind of sensitive to my time and energy as well. Um, but I, I don't want to give up on it because I know that that's a superpower that I have is that yeah. these kids really feel like they can connect with me and I can relate. And we're like on that same level, like you said, where it's, there's a connection there and not many adults I feel have that type of connection with, with our youth. Yeah. So I, I want to utilize that superpower for good. <laughs> seriously watching that it, it's made me a better interviewer, even though I don't interview, I don't interview <laughs> adults. Yeah. Just, just the way that you, I, I, well, I can see that you are actively listening and the way you respond and uh, well, yeah. you have 
to because you don't, I don't have, these are kids that I have never met before. So I don't have questions. I don't know anything about them. So the conversation is essentially guided by what they give me. And, and that's the beauty of it. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to show like, Hey, you can have a conversation with any child just by being curious. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, I've watched the, I've watched several episodes. I'm like, I want to be on Rock the Boat show. Am I too old? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I've had Michael race. I've had Sam on there twice. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, Raquel, in every almost every episode, I try to do a little segment called Five Minute Zen. It okay. doesn't necessarily have to do anything with Zen. I tailor the question for whomever I'm speaking with. Uh, okay. What is your advice to those listening who would like to embrace their own goofiness? or inject more fun into their lives, but they just don't know how. Maybe they're an introvert. Maybe they they don't think they're funny. What are your thoughts on how everybody can just be a little more goofy? Because believe me, that's Zen right there. It is. And I think for me, it was a process being that I was someone that was a goody-goody, perfect, had, you know, did everything my parents told me to do, dress the way my mom told me to dress. Like I didn't, so I had to figure that out on my own, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think for me was kind of tapping into the things that made me happy, like that brought me joy. So like, for instance, I love music and I love to dance. So the more that I like would just blare the music and dance around, like there's something about that that kind of like allows you to tap into that inner child. Like there's certain activities that you can do, like painting, Mm -hmm. same thing. Like I love to paint. So I would start painting with music. Um, have a little bit of glass of wine and it would just kind of loosen me up in a way where I was able to tap into that yoga. I'm able to tap into it. I think it was just, it's doing activities that allow you to tap into that inner self because I feel like we all have it in there. Yeah. It's just, fortunately, we don't give ourselves the time to listen to, to that inner voice and that inner child because we're so busy with the outside world. And we're also so busy wondering what other people like yeah. what they would advise us to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was like, no, I'm going to start listening to more of my inner voice and my intuition and my gut and my heart. And when I started doing that, I realized that I have this, like this child within me that's been kind of trapped there. Cause I was, I matured at such a young age. Mm. And the more I allowed that out and became just kind of fun and goofy, the more I realized like how happier of a person mm. that was. Absolutely. And then also I was connecting with people that were fun and had that inner child and surrounding myself with those people too. It's like, that was really important because then we can be fun together. Like in Denver, Anna Morgan, I don't know if you're connected with her. She was at uh, Travis Lackner's event Mm. and we got on scooters for the first time. Like we had just met each other. Her daughter, Charlotte was on rock the boat mm-hmm. and we had just met and we took scooters to go have lunch. But like having that experience with someone else that was willing to kind of like, just have fun, you feed off of each other. So I yeah. feel like that's really important too, is to surround yourself with those people um, Absolutely. that want it, that are willing to kind of like feed off of each other. Yeah, that, that, well, that, that feel the same way. Right. Uh, what do you got going on these days? How can people find you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram. Those are basically <laughs> the only two social media platforms that I bother with at this point. Um, uh-huh. 
you know, I am trying to figure out with Rock the Boat what to do with that. Um, I do want to eventually uh, be a public speaker. So I just hired a coach because nice. we're working on my keynote on bridging the generational gap, bringing in mental health, bringing in the parenting aspect. So we're trying to hone in on that because I'm so passionate about it. And like mm. I said, I feel like I have a superpower in that respect. So that's kind of my goal is is to eventually just go spread the word and yeah. share my story and hopefully impact and inspire others to do the same and nice. yeah just spread some positivity in this world awesome you should do a, a ted or a tedx talk that i i that is a goal of mine okay. as well yes. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get one i have fewer options because i'm in japan so i have to find one they don't have as many here but they do have them yeah. so i'm trying yeah. hopefully next year we'll do one but uh all right well i will link the like your uh your linkedin page okay. and instagram as well and rock the boat because i would love for people to check that out absolutely and rock the boat uh it's something <laughs> worth checking out <laughs> well that uh is all folks uh put a little goofy in your lives uh rock the boat i'm telling you uh that is in right there um so go check out raquel's uh her links her posts uh go check out the show after you do that go check out zinsamich.com it is a listener-supported show that has bills to pay, just a one-time $5 donation, or go to Patreon and become a $3 a month uh, supporter. All of it truly helps me keep the show going. Info on how to do that is found at the top of zensandwich.com, and you can access 120-plus episodes there as well. Ooh. Raquel, <laughs> you are a delightful person uh, in in person as, as much as you are on your, your posts and your shows. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it, Mark. Thank you.